Hello and welcome to the MetaPod, the Pokemon TCG podcast that revolves around the evolving meta. Your favorite uh, bi-weekly Pokemon TCG <laughs> podcast now at this point. I'm just kidding. We're yeah. technically weekly, but uh, Sean and I have lives and um, I was I was uh, had a lot going on as usual. But Sean, how are you? Because you had some good fun within the last week and some good fun here in the future. I did. I um, I am... I, I had a good week. I went to some pre-releases, which we can talk about later on in the pod. Mm-hmm. Um, but I also just went and played Pokemon at a local game store I'd never been to before. And <clears throat> I just wanted to say, like, it was wild going into the game store. Uh, and one of the people in there, like, you know, I think he heard my voice. And he had a moment where he was like, he recognized the voice and then me from like, my old YouTube videos. And that was, mm-hmm. I just got to say, that's really weird. Just as a that's, total. That's real historic knowledge uh-huh. going back, you know. That's that deep Jake history. And, Jake and Sean making like weekly YouTube videos for Pokemon trading card game decks and advice. And then the the person that was across from me, uh, uh, I mentioned I had a podcast too. It's called Metapod. And the person across from me, I will never forget this. They're, they did like a jaw drop moment and i was like oh for for the podcast you so it was clear that he like he listens to the pod so i just wanted to like you know i i don't know should i should i i will shout you out you know who you are you know Uh, yeah sean's famous between the two of us i think people would recognize you jake as well i I think you have a much more recognizable voice you think I don't? I Listeners, think so. tell us who has the more recognizable voice <laughs> for the for the few of you that have actually met us in real life. Who is the most recognizable? Yeah. But but yeah, it was a weird. But it's always like in it's such a very niche hobby like thing. It's mm-hmm. just such a fun and wonderful thing and weird. Like you never expect it to be honest. So yeah, I mean, because I'm not gonna say that we have hundreds and thousands no. <laughs> and. We're like the biggest podcast, but we do have like a really decent size audience um, when you look at the stats like on our back end of where we upload. And it's really, really cool to see like, you know, just two guys, you know, just talking about Pokemon cards, you know, is in the in their offices, yep. you know, two not dudes, even two dudes who've never won a regional. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We've won less regionals than, you know, Aiden Cuss. I've, uh, I've combined. I think you and I have been to less regionals than most other podcast co-hosts have won. Actually, I think that's true. You know, to be honest, Azul has won more major events than I have played in overall. <laughs> so there's a fun fact for you for the day for your Pokemon TCG trivia Jeopardy. Indeed. If you ever get into that. But oh my. we've got a slew of things to talk about today because Sean and I actually do pay attention to the Pokemon trading card game and all the recent news that comes out of it. So that little uh, story is going to be kind of like our, our, you know, little five-star review type thing. It's our heartwarming review of the day. It was an IRL review. That's what it was. An IRL review. And I've got an interesting bit of news for you, Sean. Okay. This is this is big for me personally. So you know, we always talk about the new GameStop promos, things like that, for the new sets that release. And you know I make fun of them to no end <laughs> because they're just bad. Well, Sean, let me tell you, they're actually getting better. The LeChonk promo for Scarlet and Violet in promotion of the Scarlet and Violet base set coming out on march 31st which is this friday 
according to the time that we uh, are recording this. This is actually a changed up promo compared to past events because before it was just, you know, like a hollow pattern of the card and then, you know, the GameStop stamp before it was like in black. Sometimes mm -hmm. they've done um, other stuff. But for this one, this Scarlet and Violet promo, they're actually doing LeChonk in a reverse hollow form. So it's just a little bit different. Just it gives you also kind of that first look of the reverse hollow form. And I this is just way better than like the flapple that we got way long or the Senna Scorch. Do you remember the Senna Scorch? Oh my gosh. The Senna Scorch didn't, didn't even, even have, have this. It didn't even have this. <laughs> it was just a Senna Scorch. Like it Look wasn't a promo. We've come. It, it had the dark. I'm pretty sure it had the darkness ablaze stamp and yep. everything. It was just literally a darkness ablaze non-hollow mm -hmm. now look at us sean look how far <laughs> we've come in our uh promos and i will say this lechonk look i don't know if this is the proper lechonk to play in an mm -hmm. oinkalone deck because there is an oinkalone ex that's coming out and a word on the street is that like that's it's halfway decent so like maybe this is the right lechonk to play and if it is i guess this is gonna be is this gonna Max be the rarity? most maybe is there another lechonk that's like did they do a full art or an illustration art of this? I don't know. I don't know, actually, if they did like an illustration or an art rare. I think I believe it's called. Yes, um, you're right. But if you want to get this one to be able to put in your decks either now or in the future, it will start again March 31st, the day the set releases in stores um, in the past as well. There have been some like Silver Tempest Dragonite. It was the first time that you didn't actually have to buy $15 of Pokemon TCG product in there. Poke Beach, which is where we're getting this article from, says, quote, we've been told by a GameStop manager that some employees gave them away willy nilly, which led to issues to fair distribution among fans. Some employees also pocketed them. So we don't know if there's going to be the $15 limitation in place again or if they will strictly uh, enforce that but who knows go to games i mean if you're going there you're probably going to buy like the etb or whatever anyway it's probably cheaper than a lot of other places mm -hmm. so uh there you could get a steal so if you'll want some stuff go check your GameStop to see if they got this lechonk i love this lechonk it's a good art for the card too yeah i the one thing i will say i just i read in the the poke beach text briefly mm -hmm. this has the new like switch out text which i i didn't clock it even reading the cards during pre-release. But did you know that they have a new like version of the switch your active with your bench mechanic, which is switch out your, oh no, this is switch out your opponent's active to the bench. Okay. So yeah, this is basically the, a reverse drag off effect. Yes. Yeah. Cause usually it's like bring. Switch bring out something from the, the bench up. So it's like a full boss effect. Yeah, it's, but this it's is almost just like, like a, a reverse like phrasing. Yeah, it's really interesting. I don't know. It's like, I don't know if this will see much play. It could see play in like weird control decks because it is kind of annoying, right? But the it fact is. that your opponent yeah. can choose. And eh. it's one colorless energy. So you can use something. Um, I don't know if like a capture energy or something like that will be reprinted or you can use capture energy on it for a little bit if your heart so desires, but <laughs> yeah. So one colorless is always nice, Sean. Always. I would, I would prefer a no energy 
I think attacks like this, if they had a no energy cost, would kind of be dope. A lot of people, there's a couple of people that are complaining that this is a common. This is, I, I don't know how many times we've yeah. gotten a common on these GameStop promos. I think usually they've been a rare. So this is like the first common. Um, I believe there might have been an uncommon, but at least for the last while, you know, we got kind of spoiled on these hollow rares. But honestly, LeChonk in the video game, such a memorable Pokemon and such a <laughs> beloved Pokemon as well. I don't mind this in my personal opinion. Uh, look, it's it's on theme, right? You have a new set, Scarlet and Violet. They're not going to give you the three main starter evolution. Mm -hmm. So like, what's the other one? And I feel like LeChonk is one of the, you know, non-legendary like what do you call it a uh, poster child it's like wooloo yeah it's the wooloo of scarlet and violet it's it's yeah, probably it's, literally the wooloo yeah it's i mean scarlet it's it's pretty much the wooloo of scarlet and violet you're right so i i love it i will enjoy it but Sean if you do want rares right you want mm -hmm. some promo rares we hype up this product every, every single time that it comes out it is the trainer's toolkit Pokemon has revealed Trainer's Toolkit 2023. It's got Arceus V and a V-Star inside yep. of it. So, Sean, do you, for all of our listeners who may not know, do you remember exactly kind of what the Trainer's Toolkit is? Oh, yeah. Yeah, the Trainer's Toolkit is a, it's a wonderful product that, like, especially if you're getting into the game, like, relatively new and don't have all of the staples that are common in standard format, Buying this box, um, especially if you get the current year's box, right? Mm -hmm. It will give you a variety of staple cards. My guess is that this one will have lots of nest balls and ultra balls in it. It'll have judges. It'll have professor's research and boss's orders. And, and you know, it might have a few of the other uh, staple-ish trainers uh, that you're likely to come across, a few stadiums, uh, maybe even some special energy that are getting a new print. The new special mm -hmm. rainbow energy, I, I would not be surprised to see that in here. Um, and yeah, they package all those reprints up, if you will, and you get like two to four of each, as well as a bunch of energy, which is like kind of a whatever. But they also give you usually one promo. So I think in previous sets, the very first set it started off with was the, this was the best one in my opinion, the alternate art Dedenne. Mm -hmm. yes because, that was the first one and in my opinion i agree it's it's the best one yeah i mean in terms of purely like they didn't they didn't print that version of dna anywhere else it's a staple mm -hmm. card and like to to get an alternate art in the product was really cool but staple card was dna next year the only place that you could get it was like japan in the high class set um yep. i forget what it's called off the top of my head tag all-stars yes tag all-stars yeah, yeah yeah um and then the next year, they did the same thing. We didn't know if they would bring this product line back, and they did. And they brought it with Crobat, which, like, you know, Sword and Shield, new set, new draw supporter. It Great. was a super good, yeah, it's a yeah. super good card, and it actually just won a uh, regional championship today. Fun fact. We'll talk That's about that right. later. And then the following year, they printed it again, and they put in the Luminion. And that was, yep. I think, this last year's was Luminion. Yes, so I think you might think about that and you say, okay, well, what are they going to print in it? They, they printed a draw supporter, a draw supporter Pokemon, and then a Pokemon that goes and gets you a draw supporter. So, you know, if you're staying on theme, Jake, like obviously, I don't actually know what the obvious is here, but, but I don't you know, know what the other Pokemon you would do is I don't. truthfully. But Jake, what did they print this year? 
they are printing Arceus V and V-Star. And yes, it is confirmed you will get new alternate promo arts of both the Arceus V and the Arceus V-Star. So you're actually getting two promos in this, a 1-1 one, one line essentially, which is really, really cool because before that it was just basic Pokemon. So now you're getting like the evolution line, which is very, very cool. It's going to be $34.99. I think that's, no, it's a $5 uh, increase. Yeah. compared to the other toolkits but that's because of the previous announcement that we've talked about about inflation and stuff like that this actually made a lot of noise as sean was saying you know not only does it get you the promo cards bunch of energies uh it comes with booster packs as well inside of it of various sets i don't think it's all like the latest set i think it's like one or two from the latest set and then a couple like some older sets um so yeah, if i had everything... to take a guess it'll Oh, oh, the booster packs, right, right. right. Yeah, yeah, the yeah. booster packs. Um, you know, damage counter dice, coins, burn markers, you know, code cards, stuff like that. With this, though, and the 50 cards, the digital image that was shared, Sean, I want you to, uh, for all of our YouTube and Spotify oh video listeners, show the image. This image caused a lot of noise on, like, Twitter and stuff because the RCSV star, if you don't know, Trinity Nova has a 200 damage attack, you know, Trinity Nova. The digital version of this card says 120 plus. I don't know how. I, I don't know why. I, I, I don't know, but Trinity, it's a typo. And who knows? Maybe we're not 100% sure. Imagine if this toolkit had the wrong energy or i'm sorry the wrong damage output misprinted on a card it was an official error card mass printed error card uh, like the diglet in base set the diglet where the energies rotated the wrong way i mean i feel like it's so early because it's not releasing until june 9th right and i know yeah. they print cards well in advance but i because also this you isn't the think art. They, this is the this is the official digital image though. Yeah, and but you this isn't the that art they use the official use, right? I I don't know. I mean, no, this is going to be the art. This is the promo that's oh, on this there. Oh, this is this is the new RCSV yeah, this is the new, art. This is the new promo. Holy crap. It, I mean, if that is how it ends up, that is uh unprecedented levels of <laughs> mess ups. <laughs> that's that's uh that's quite funny, but um <laughs> I can't wait to see because I wonder <laughs> if also here's what I I don't know this exactly because I don't know if there's been like errors like this. Let's hypothetically say that this card printed. It's still going to be in standard format in June, mm -hmm. right? If I use the promo is it just going to be 120 or is it, are they going to announce like some sort of errata if it gets actually printed that says, hey, this Trinity Nova actually does 200? I mean, look, the only other they option to 120. Now, Jake, I will say the only other option they could have here is mm -hmm. you could uh, they, they either have to errata it because it's the same card and they just messed yeah, up. Yeah, it's it's the same card, or they just leave or it. Uh, yeah, I was going to say technically this has a different uh, number on it. It's at yeah, sword and shield promo, promo code. Exactly. It's sword and shield promo 307. It is actually not the same number and this isn't uncommon, but they could just take the take the stance of like, no, nope, different card, <laughs> just different card. It's fine, guys. Just. That and you can be... still only run four of them. So, like, which one do you want to run? The bad yeah. one or the... <laughs> I, 
I mean, I I personally like the other art better. Um, yeah. but if you're like a if you're an all arts collector, like you, I know plenty of people that are promo card collectors. Um, want to add this to the collection, but I just think it's really funny and it's kind of a pickle if if it's uh, going to be competitive or not. I guess you could say. Yeah, I mean, all in all, I'll say like errata aside because <laughs> um, i think that i really think that's just an error mm-hmm. um but yeah like it's it's really cool that they're printing both the rcs v and v star because we know like i was talking to somebody the other day this card is going to be legal and standard for not just this year but also the year after it's not mm-hmm. going to get rotated for another couple of years so because it's an f block card exactly it was the first set of f block and so they're sitting you're sitting here like well this actually if i buy this toolkit now and assuming that the RCS V-Star engine, the ability to like power three basic energies from your deck, um, you know, so long as we have something like double turbo to quickly get that extra energy onto the RCS V-Star, that is huge. I, I like I I think this and Lost Box currently are the most um are, are the most what is it i can't think of the word but like consistent the most consistent energy engines in the format and you Mm -hmm. just use one or the other depending on how you want to build your deck um so it'll be yeah it'll be interesting to see like you know how this how this is received but i think it's really cool i think it's pretty cool and again the trainer toolkits are awesome they're incredible they're great products especially for people that want to get into the game and playing the game competitively so definitely go check those out i will still say the best rcs promo is the one where it's the legends rcs promo yes. that's the best rcsv by far indeed indeed but anyways sean there are some other cool products that have been announced within the last week that you can get here soon including the paldea legends tins. these are tins 27 tins that have like you know, if you remember, like, back in the uh, Tag Team All-Stars, like the Eevee Snorlax, yeah. the Celebi Venusaur, those types of tins, it's going to be featuring Maridon and Coridon, the poster child of Scarlet and Violet. If you don't know these, it's going to be a, a Maridon or Coridon EX, the same one that we've talked about in our set review. If you listen to that episode um, just an alternate art, and it's going to be, uh, it's got five booster packs inside of it with the uh, PTCG Live card. Yeah, the the wild thing about this is because it contains specifically the Muridon, mm-hmm. you know, that is considered to be one of the more powerful new decks coming out of Scarlet and Violet's base set. Um, and so there's only going to be like, what do you get? April and May, there's like a two month, less than two month window Mm-hmm. where Maridon is legal before it gets a promo printing. And I want to say that it might be that that will come out before the next set even comes out. I think so, because we're actually a month behind on sets this year, right? Right. Aren't we a month behind? I believe so. I mean, we might talk about that in a second. I don't know if we have the dates for it, but... Yeah, I don't know either. Uh, the one thing I'll say about this, though, is like, it is... I I don't remember a time in which the poster child card of the set received a promo in the same window of time that it was the most recent set. I think, um, I think maybe the closest thing that I could think of is like Urshifu. Did Urshifu Ur- get it? The Urshifus had their own tins. 
Oh, I, I suppose. I but it wasn't the Airship V Max. They were alternate arts. Yeah, it was the. But it was a V. It wasn't was it the, the V or the V Max? No, uh, the, the V Max came out in the um, League Battle decks. Yeah, you're right. I think. Yeah. Like, the closest I can remember is they had the Zacian and Zamazenta promos, and that uh -huh. dropped the price. But I don't. I can't remember if those came out within the first two months of the set being legal. I I, I don't know. I yeah, might and, and saying also, you know, those team up decks, you know, yeah. the or the team up tins that I mentioned, the tag teams, uh, GXs. I don't exactly because that was when I actually first started collecting Pokemon cards again mm -hmm. as an adult. So I don't know exactly when those came out either, but I feel like that might have um, been the Mewtwo and Mew one could have been close. Yeah, but I I feel like the tag teams came out and then like they came out before the like unbroken bond ones and then the unified mind ones oh gosh i'm trying to remember did i go to an unbroken bonds pre-release no i don't think so because naic had unbroken bonds in it because i think that's where i did an unbroken bonds pre-release in like mm -hmm. the like side event at naic i think i'm trying to remember wow history lessons i mean yeah that that's a good call out maybe the mewtwo and mew alternate art tins yeah, because those are really that, popular. Because that and that was also towards the end of the Sun and Moon era, right? Right. Yeah, so they had to, they needed to print that pretty close to when they release it. But still, like, I don't know. I think it's a little, it's it's somewhat unusual, mildly, mm -hmm. to yeah. print the main card that you're trying to pull for playability in a promo, and it's great because I'll be interested to see if this, if people knowing that this is coming, artificially keeps the price of that Maridon a little bit low lower for yeah, the first month know. or two i mean it's gonna be it's gonna be we'll talk about it later yeah. but it's gonna be a really exciting deck i think there's gonna be a lot of people that play it and that get very excited out of the gate so who knows um these are also i will say different arts that have not yet released in japan and we don't know if they're going to release in japan so um this is kind of like a new version of the card as well so i don't know if that's going to have anything to do with it because a lot of times these tins just have like the uh promos that were in um japan sets mm -hmm. so this is completely new so this doesn't happen often i feel like interesting jake when is that releasing again sean sorry oh sorry june 9th june 9th june 9th yes yeah. so speaking of that next set june 9th oh okay so it releases the same day yes uh yeah we got news uh and the name and logo and everything for that next set uh so coming after scarlet and violet you might already be thinking to yourself hey i keep hearing about all this you know n meets marnie mm -hmm. like combo card of horribleness when does that when do i get to play with that card uh, and the answer is that next set is going to be called Paldea Evolved, which uh, makes sense because it features EXs from each of the starter evolutions. Mm -hmm. um, but Jake, what else? What else comes in this cool set? So in this, it is a combination of Japan's Triple Beat, Snow Hazard, Clay Burst, and the Pikachu EX starter deck so it's going to be featuring the starters as you said meow skarda skelderidge and a qua quavel i still don't know how to <laughs> say that pokemon's name but it's also going to feature 
Qingpao EX and Tinglu EX. Um, yeah. Each of them are stars of the aforementioned sets that um, we mentioned earlier. The expansion is going to have over 190 cards, 15 different Pokemon EX, and three Terra Pokemon EX, 36 illustration rares, 18 ultra rare Pokemon EX, and eight ultra rare supporter cards. <sighs> eight ultra rare supporter cards is a lot for not a base set i feel like 15 special illustration rare pokemon and supporter cards with nine hyper rare gold etched cards which can include pokemon ex trainer and energy cards inside of them and this product also shows you know the etb stuff like that all the products um i'm gonna be honest when i first saw this photo logo i thought it was fake oh yeah the it doesn't I, I, it doesn't look I great. didn't think it was real it's, to be honest, I mean, I think it looks great because if you don't know in um, spoiler alert in Pokemon Scarlet and Violet, the plot line, the Scarlet plays on the idea of past Pokemon mm -hmm. and then Violet plays on the idea of future Pokemon. So this set, you know, being the past one looking, you know evolved pokemon being a play on words of like evolution and this having like a rocky kind of logo like flintstones logo mm. um it just to me it 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 just didn't look real at first <laughs> like it just looked like somebody mocked up a pack and and it was there but it's real and it's been confirmed by the pokemon company so we promise the <laughs> um the etbs actually look really good the elite trainer yeah. box in my personal opinion, it's got all three of the starters on it in different colors, a brilliant different like kind of fade shade of the colors as well of the red, the green, the blue and the promo as well. The dice are interesting. We'll talk about the dice first because Sean's got up. Yeah. This is the first time I feel like the big main dice that has, you know, the dots for the numbers this is, I think, one of the first times that I've ever seen like multicolored striped dice. This dice is sectioned yeah. off into three parts. There's, you know, one, I would say probably like a third of it is blue, a bottom third, a top third is like light green. Mm. And then there's like a middle orange stripe, orangish red stripe where the EX is. It's very odd. I highly recommend looking it up. Yeah, it's, it's cool. I will also point out, do you notice the new poison and burn counters? Yes, I think this is it's... starting in Scarlet Violet. Um, yes, if it's... memory serves me correctly. Yeah, the Scarlet Violet. I series. will say, I opened up a new an ETB. Ooh. I got one. I think it was early. I got Ooh. one early. And I will Don't say, tell the Pokemon Company. <laughs> yeah, I, mean, I will say they're actually pretty dope looking. They look cool. They have like a very. It has a very modern feel for a counter. I'll give mm -hmm. them that. Like, I like the the way that it's like drawn and colored. And I'm like, that's it's cool. So the promo that you'll get, I think that um, there's two different types of this card. There's like a Pokemon Center promo version of it and then a regular ETB promo version of it. But it's got all three starters with Pikachu there uh, 60 HP Pikachu Pokemon three energy attack adventuring together each uh 30 plus more damage for each bench pokemon not very good but it very fun beautiful card it's one of those promos that's going to be a chase card especially now that we have silver borders yeah i feel like it's going to be one of the more 
I feel like expensive promos in terms of the ETBs. Maybe not like the uh, the Hidden Fates ones because no, I mean that art was just cool. yeah. But that art was gorgeous. The one thing I will say, Jake, I actually, in my opinion, I don't like the fact that they're adding a marker to the promo that comes in the Pokemon Center I box. I don't either. <laughs> Mostly because those Pokemon Center boxes already go for this like weirdly hyped price mm -hmm. because obviously you can't buy them in every store. So like you can only get them on PokemonCenter.com and they come with more packs. Yeah, they come with a couple more packs. It's like it's it's interesting and cool. But like, to be frank, I don't think that like the couple of extra packs sh really should warrant the hype. Because it's just, okay, it's like a couple more packs. It also is a little bit more money, right? Mm -hmm. But for me, the, the problem is like those supplies are always more limited than everything else. And so the real value is like people buying them to not open them, like buying them and just keeping them for like pure collector stuff. And now printing a version of the promo that like, look, a promo already is supposed to appeal to collectors. So a stamped alter all like alternate version just from a box that you can only buy through pokemon i don't know it starts to like get into like this like weird pokemon is trying to like make too much money direct to consumer i think like trying to hype their own direct to consumer product and I, it just feels weird it feels really odd and you know what sean Pokemon Scarlet Violet, according to this uh, recording, at the time of this recording, hasn't even released officially in stores yet. But if you wanted any of this Paldea Evolve stuff and you wanted to set your pre-orders, you can set them on PokemonCenter.com. Yeah. So if they you want to avoid the scalper in, prices. Yeah, I mean, the the uh, well, I mean, I don't. Yeah, scalper prices. I was going to say, because like a booster box on PokemonCenter.com of Palais Evolved is 161 USD. Yeah, I, I'm mostly the scalper on the um, ETB. I think that if you're going to get anything... ETB. Yeah, if you're going to get anything from the Pokemon Center pre-order, the ETB is the thing I would go for. Everything else, you know, you know, your local game store will have it for as for the same price, if not a little cheaper. Yeah. But... I would know. say for the most part, yeah. Yeah. Um, but... I'm excited for this, Sean. There's yeah. been some there's been some cool cards that have been announced that we'll talk about later, but um it looks to be an exciting set. There are people excited about this one. Yeah. Yeah, it's uh I think I will just say I know that Triple Beat has received less fanfare in Japan. Mm -hmm. It's like people are not people are not as hot on the set because I think it may people not have like the the oink oinkadoink oink yeah. Oink, uh, Oink alone. the pig set. Yes. Yeah. Like, but like, you <laughs> whatever know, for it's the, called for the most part, the EXs from triple beat in Japan weren't so hot, but I know that the mm -hmm. snow hazard and clay burst has got a lot more interesting cards. So I think that this set in general should see some more love in the West than just triple beat is seeing in Japan is my guess. Sean, do you know what else is going to get some love, we think, here in maybe your local leagues in the next couple of weeks and <laughs> things like that? Only for the next couple of weeks. Jake, what is going to get some more love? The decks that made the top eight in the 2003 Charlotte Regional Championships. So newsflash, Sean is flying out Monday morning. So we're actually recording this Sunday night. So we don't have a ton of like the exact lists. 
and things like that from the Charlotte Regionals. But we're recording after the event is concluded, so we can tell you what the decks were that did well, what was a high-dominant deck, things like that of that nature, and what won and stuff. And let's see here in this top eight, sort of slightly an unconventional top eight compared to the last ones we've had, Sean. There's a number one seed, Mew VMAX. We've yeah. seen Mew before. We've seen Mew a lot. It's been here, there, and everywhere. But second and seventh place, Sean, having more appearances than Mew VMAX, Eternatus VMAX. Yeah, this was... um. I, it's wild. I I can't believe that a card like Eternatus VMAX, but I mean, I guess Vikavolt in eighth, also mm-hmm. a pretty old archetype in the standard format, right? So I will say Eternatus VMAX, it did have a runner up showing, I can't remember off the top of my head, um, yep. a couple weeks ago in the same format. So yep. now wheezing eternatus is starting to gather a little bit of momentum people are starting to understand the deck a little bit more i know um oh gosh who was it was a jeremy jallen played it in one of the regionals and played it on stream i think i know jeremy was very excited in the live stream as i was watching um in the finals to see the win also in here you have one lost lost zone toolbox deck justin bokari Excellent player, longtime player. Uh, also kind of a interesting deck, I will say. Um, Charlie Kerr playing Reggie Gigas. There was one Reggie in here. Fifth and sixth, those the same amount of Eternatus decks. There were Lugia V-Star decks, Sean. Lugia yeah. Archaeops. It's the interesting. Same old, same old. I, I feel like Lugia did very well just because it's a really good deck. It probably made up a not insignificant portion of the overall day one. I'll tell you in a in a minute how oh, okay. many uh, Lugia got in the top 50. Um, and then like, but the fact that like Lugia is still doing well, and I think Mew VMAX going into top eight at number one, like it's just such a good, consistent deck. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, it's just one of those, like if you roll, if you if you high roll and you know how to play the deck, it's a really difficult deck to beat just because it's so consistent. Um. But and we've seen a whole bunch of iterations with um, like Andrew Mahone, Jesse uh, Parker, Riley Holbert playing like the uh, flying Pikachu VMAX. Yeah. You remember that deck in yeah. there? There was also the list of Aerodactyl, Xander Perro, um, kind okay. of bringing that with the Aerodactyl, our favorite card <laughs> as of right now, I would say. Um, but and then, as you mentioned, you know, the Vikavolt being in eighth place as well. So yeah. I I find this top eight to be very interesting. I feel like the meta is kind of like not folding in on itself, but like <laughs> it's kind of wrapping around a little bit, like especially, you know, we've seen Vikavolt. It got a win. It got a regional win. It's appearing again in the top eight. It's still popular relatively. So like people are understanding how strong like stall stuff is and then in brings Eternatus VMAX and Galarian Weezing to really just you know not only stop the abilities and stuff like that of you know Lost Box, Regigigas, Lugia, Mew but also just really wallop Mew with those dark Pokemon. Yeah I mean I mean I was thinking about this today and I'm like Galarian Weezing I think it always had a lot of potential. And I know people like um, Luke from Celio's network and mm-hmm. others like years ago, several years ago at this point, were like, 
trying like the to limitless make... online qualifiers yeah back like, in the pandemic trying or when to we make... were shut down at least exactly trying to make the galarian wheezing work but i think it wasn't until we got boost shake which is it allows you to evolve on your first turn it ends your turn if you do that mind you but if you go first and can get into your galarian wheezing in the active um and your opponent doesn't immediately have a card to force you to switch like an escape rope mm -hmm. that can be devastating for a lot of decks in the format um you know you think of mew you need all those genesex to really get your engine online you think about you know what we saw in the finals you, reggie gigas you need those abilities online um even if you're willing to take time if you got lost box and you can't comfy you know, if you get that a couple of Galarian Weasons out by turn two against a Lugia deck, you're you're just constantly in this awkward spot. And it's funny to see how strong ability, like a generalized ability lock in this format really is. Because you kind of think back to yourself, everything has abilities. Like what deck does not have abilities right now? And the only one I can think of is Vikavolt. It's just absolutely absurd, in my opinion. And it's really cool to see a deck that really Sean hates, you know, come full circle, <laughs> you know, the the ban Eternatus campaign or the, uh. the beat Eternatus campaign. <laughs> what was it like if you showed on PCCGO yeah, or I... whatever that that you beat an Eternatus deck, <laughs> you'd get DM'd a pack or something like that? You're I not think... doing that anymore. No, no, I don't. What, what? Yeah, what's I don't a... think we're doing that. I mean, it's a different format. Eternatus is now the underdog. We've it, it has had the entire it, it's had a full anime arc, right? It started as the villain, right? It it, it was uh, Seto Kaiba, and then it was mm -hmm. defeated summarily by Yugi and friends, meaning the Pokemon trading card uh, company designing cards to beat it. And then several years later, from the ashes, it rises once again with a new partner in tow in Galarian Weezing and a new item it needed in Boost Shake. That. It's a full anime arc, Jake. I will say in the finals, it was Aiden Cuss, the number two seed with Eternatus VMAX and Galarian Weezing alongside Charlie Kerr with Reggie Gigas in the finals and Aiden 2-0'd Charlie. No, no, I mean, or was it 2-1? Charlie sorry, yeah, lost two the one. first match. Uh, Charlie I'm won sorry, the first yeah, match, the, yeah. The one before that Charlie, the top four match was a 2-0, okay. I believe. Nice. Um, but it was a close battle. It was back and forth. You know, Charlie really just hit the sauce in the second and third game, I believe, to just absolutely dominate in terms of those final two games. And then there were some other things as well, like that happened in there. But Eternatus getting its win in there. And um, yeah, I it, mean, I will say that Galarian Weezing, I, I watched the final match. I think, Jake, you did as well, right? Mm -hmm. Um. It was against a Reggie deck. Once there were two Galarian Weezings on board, it was it was a little painful to it's watch. Just tough. Yeah, because you just sat there. You're like, man, this like escape ropes do nothing. I could boss something up, but like unless I can boss and start taking knockouts immediately, like what am I doing here? I got nothing. <laughs> it's one of those things too. Like I, I mean, I I watch content creators and stuff like that in Pokemon content creators and a lot of people just didn't they just like yeah they acknowledge that eternatus wheezing is a 
deck of 60 cards, but not enough to counter it, not respecting it enough to say like, okay, I'm going to make sure my deck beats your deck. Just kind of take the chance and say like, you know what, if I take the L in this match, I'll take the L if it gives me a better spread against Lugia, Mew, Regigigas, you know, Lost Box, you know, the actual more top decks of the tournament. So yeah, like maybe uh, do you think at this point, Sean, that people start acknowledging Eternatus wheezing for the next like couple weeks before rotation? I mean, I was going to say, like, do they need to? I'm like, I think uh, at this point, I don't know if we have any other tournaments like big events between now and rotation. I maybe not. When's Fort Wayne? I don't know. That's a good question. I know. I'm pretty sure Fort Wayne is the next event, but I don't remember um, before. when it is. I think then it would be before because I think the Fort Wayne is on April 1st. OK, so I guess for all of you going to Fort Wayne, the question here is, do you plan for a turn to wheezing? And mm -hmm. actually, I think you should. And there's two two reasons. I think Galarian wheezing. Um. It just turns off so many decks, right? I don't know how it, you plan around it other than, to be honest... Playing a lot of boss and cross-switchers. Right, right. whether it's cross-switcher or boss, but I think you actually might start to see a reduced count of Serena mm -hmm. just for this tournament. Because, yeah, you can have a Serena in hand, but if your opponent does what Aiden was doing and plays correctly and doesn't bench any Vs, this Serena's not helping you, right? So... And if you if your opponent can develop two Galarian Weezings, the escape rope's not going to help you either, unfortunately. Mm -hmm. um, so you might see people plan around it by playing more bosses. Um, in terms of the stadium, I think people play a lot of stadiums already. Temple of Sinnoh is another card Aiden was playing, which is really annoying for a lot of decks like, you know, Mew and Lugia. Mm -hmm. Um I do wonder how Lost Box fares against Galarian Weezing because I think Lost Box stands a better chance. Because if you have one escape rope in hand on turn one going second, even if they got one Weezing out, you're fine. You can get a few comfies out. You can Colrus. You can get up to the number that you need being seven, really, or maybe up to ten over the course of a game for Sableye plays. So I think in that in that regard, I don't think it's so bad. Um, and, and you play lots of scoop up nets to remove all the damage from poison. So I don't know. You might actually see an uptick of something like uh, Lost Box. What do you think, Jake? I will say, um, I've, I mean, I just feel like maybe cross switchers will come back in a little bit. I mean, you're drawing through your deck. You're having options. So... With cross switchers, yeah, you can still use your like Colrus experiment. You can still use your other supporters. You don't have to depend on boss every single turn because a lot of decks right now, you know, in terms of lost box decks specifically, they really depend on drawing through their deck through that lost engine. Gudra as well, which by the way, there's not really any Gudra in no. the final standings of the regional championships. Gudra just really got hit. I think there's more Palkia in the top 50 than uh gudra could be unsure but probably in here um interesting but yeah and just and just with the lugia as well you know wanting to be able to get those cards in the discard those archaeops and and the reggies as well wanting to draw more because you got to discard all those energies 
and things like that. You know, you may just see, um, you may just see stuff like cross witchers pop up, so you can use that supporters. That wouldn't surprise me. I know Palkia at least, Palkia, especially with the shady dealings engine, right, still going on. If that deck still stands, you know, Gibson Archer Tang yeah. was thirty second in this event. With it, there's a couple others in here as well in the top 50 um i think Palkia. that used that used at one point cross switchers i don't know if it still does but that did at least prior yeah um do that i think you're right i think you could see a return to a palkia deck especially because you can also use empoleon which mm -hmm. will turn off the galarian wheezing um, so you can use you can use empoleon now to counter wheezing and eternative or i'm sorry wheezing and, and reggie gigas so is that and comfy so is that is that enough now for it to come back it might be because i think the question starts to become right like okay what what is the response and i i wonder if people decide to go heavy lost box in response they, look none of this might happen to be honest we're not neither jake or i are super deep in like that that high tier meta discussion but like if people go super high heavy lost box i think it's a negative for palkia because mm -hmm. Lost Box typically features Raikou, other electric types, because it, it will hit both Palkia and Lugia for weakness. So I think a, an increase in Lost Box is a net negative to Palkia. And I mean, even if like uh, Justin Bokari in his Lost Box build wasn't playing the Raikou, but he was playing the Zeraora right. instead, which so, just does enough, you know? So it's one of those awkward things where it's like, you know, if one of them increases, then it actually is net negative for Palkia. And the question mm. becomes, what are you going to see more of throughout the day, right? Are you going to see more Lost Boxes? Or are you going to see more, um, you know, wheezings? And I, it's a weird one. I, um, I'm not entirely sure I would pick Palkia, but if you want one more shot at that Inteleon engine, Fort Wayne is it. You want one more shot at the joyride, which uh, a lot of people would say that it wasn't a joyride. We put out a poll uh, recently or just a little tweet that said, um, what card should we burn this year? Because of our mm -hmm. conversation the other week on uh, the cards to burn. And uh, there were a lot of people that said uh, the shady dealings engine. <laughs> so we have taken all of There's a lot of Marnies too. Yeah. Um, and there were, there, there were some, there was somebody that said Sonia as well. Oh, Pacha, um, Sonia. Uh, Sonia, a lot of people saying full art Marnie, um, get the full art. And okay. my bank account started shivering, uh -huh, uh -huh. you know, like, uh, but I anyways, mean, so I, I will say, only the only reason we would burn Sonia is if we still had the old um, Jirachi Mr. Mime Zacian combo going on because Sonia was annoying in that deck because mm -hmm. they could just set I, everything up. I will say, um, inside at least going back to Charlotte Regionals, inside the top 50, there were 14 Lugia decks, so I still think Lugia. Yeah. I mean, I don't have the exact, <laughs> um, I don't have the exact stats of like how much it took up of day two. I'm pretty sure they saw it, but I just, you know, I was, I was working today. We had games. Um, so I didn't get to see that or find it really quickly, but um, still a large, large part of the meta, still something that you definitely want to try to be able to beat because you're probably going to face it a lot with your deck. So you definitely want to make sure that you can beat it. There were only three Eternatus in the top 50 
Sean of Charlotte, and two of them were in top eight. So, uh, I huh, little I, uh, it'll be interesting little thing for you. Not a popular deck, but clearly a powerful one. So, mm-hmm. I think you'll see an uptick in people playing this deck because at this late stage in the format, I also think that like a lot of people will just play what they're comfortable with. So, like, I think people are not going to necessarily change their deck just for wheezing. So, if you're the wheezing, if you're like thinking about changing over to wheezing, actually. The correct call might be to play Weezing because fewer people, I think, are going to change to counter Weezing than will play it, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. So, um, Sean, what's your prediction for Four Wayne? Oh, God. now that we've seen, you know, Lugia's won some, we got Gudra oh, and Vikavold and Eternatus now. What's next? What's next, Sean? Oh, I the, the format is so anyone's game at this point, but. I will go. I, you know what? I'm gonna go with another wheezing. I'm gonna say. You're gonna go back to back. Yeah, I'm gonna go back to back wheezing because I don't think, I don't think enough people will make the switch. I think top players will consider wheezing, and I don't think the majority of the field will change what they will play to take wheezing into consideration because the numbers just aren't there. The placings are, but the numbers aren't. So, mm-hmm. yeah, I think Weezing will get a heavier showing from more top players. And I just, I think that that will favor Weezing. But who knows? It'll be, it'll be interesting. And there's a lot of stuff happening this week, especially with the release of Scarlet and Violet. A lot of people excited to play with those cards. So, Sean, you want to talk a little bit about um, specifically the pre-release. I didn't get any pre-release kits for the uh for scarlet and violet but um what uh what do you want to mention because you got to do some i mean i got to do some pre-releases and i i did pull myself this uh alternate art maridon which was a uh, kind of baller um yeah i i had a good time i i i had a good time my pre-releases i thought that um it's good that the pre-constructed decks that they give you are fun to play with and play against because mm-hmm. it, it wasn't so bad. The Vavillion, right? The Vivion or whatever, the the, the Moth one. Um, that deck was surprisingly powerful in pre-release because if you have that deck, you just choose to go second. And with the cards they gave you in the kits, it was not uncommon for somebody to evolve all the way up to the top one Attach one grass energy, be doing 50 and a status condition all on turn one. Um, really powerful little combo there. Um, outside of that, though, the one thing I noticed that was weird, and I do think Pokemon, I don't know how they figure this, but they might need to consider it. With the new packs, you're only getting, you're getting one less common per pack now in every pack than you were previously. Mm-hmm. And I think it has We've a weird... about that. Yeah. Yeah. But I, usually you're like, oh, it's fine. I don't who wants this much bulk. I think in a pre-release format, though, what that ends up doing is I actually had a lot of cards that I had the evolution of, but I didn't get the pre-evolutions too. Mm-hmm. I feel like that was a much more common occurrence this time than it was in previous pre-releases I'd played in. And it happened for both kits that I opened and built decks for. I had multiple sometimes copies of the evolution as an uncommon and zero copies of the basic 
which would be a common. So just a little anecdote. I don't know the math on like how much less likely it is that you will get the full set, but it did make building a deck that was not so on rails as to what they gave you in the box really difficult. Mm -hmm. Like usually I had like three to six card slots that I actually had choice over. And then the rest was just sort of what they gave me in the box. Whatever they give you, yeah. Right. It's whatever so. you pull. It's that EX that you put in that absolutely just steals games. Yeah, so I, I think that's the one area where, um, look, I'm probably asking for a different kind of product altogether, to yeah. be honest. But, like, <laughs> I, I do wish that there was a more uh, creative form of drafting, sealed, whatever, than we currently have with pre-release. But that's, you know... That might be a whole other product they introduce one day. Who knows? Who knows? But if you want to get into the actual standard meta in the Pokemon trading card game with Scarlet and Violet, I highly actually recommend a great starting point is the Lake of Rage podcast. They did a podcast episode recently interviewing Ethan Heggie, uh, Mellow Magic Harper, Kevin Clemente did an excellent, excellent interview with Ethan Heggie. Ethan is someone who lives in Japan. We've talked about him a couple times on this podcast. So he is actually living, you know, he's lived the the Scarlet Violet base set um, or whatever it's called in Japan. He's lived the triple beat, you know, meta, meta. things like that. Um, so he has a really, really good idea of how, at least in Japan, um, a little bit different, but not too much different, actually, once rotation hits. Um, and stuff about what that meta looks like, what has evolved through its time, things like that. And just to give you a couple ideas, maybe if you don't have the time to listen to the podcast, you know, we talked about Maridon being the poster child of the set. Very, very good card. Ethan was re he really, really likes Maridon and Regilecki VMAX. He thinks yeah. it's cool. He thinks it's fun. But there's something about it that's just not getting it over the hump. Um, it's a really good deck, but it's not like Lugia great. You know, like it is not as dominant. It's good. It's balanced. It's fun. But there are things that are countering it. And um, it's definitely an interesting deck to play. There's also Gardevoir EX, which he says is good. And it's getting better as time goes on. People understanding it. But the most dominant deck in the format right now is Lost Box. Lost Box, once Scarlet Violet goes through, Rotation goes through, it's going to be the number one deck, most played deck. Um, I don't know if it takes out Lugia, um, but I think it's definitely... the loss of color, like Aurora yeah, and all yeah. the colored energy, I think that for definitely hurts Lugia quite a bit. <laughs> yeah, I mean, who knows? You put the Regigigas in there, you know, the Regigigas V-Star. Mm -hmm. um that's a cool card that i really really like uh <laughs> put that in put that in your lugias but um I think that's the, essentially uh, a small synopsis of what the meta may look like out of the gate yeah and i think that the um the lost boxes as well there's like the regular regular lost box that's mm -hmm. like the version we have but then the there's also box yes lost box toolbox but also mm -hmm. giratina v-star apparently has gained a lot of popularity so if if for whatever reason you've had a Giratina V-Star set, like a two-two line or something, and you haven't found a home for it, don't don't you know despair. It's time has finally come back around, and uh, you know you might get to play it. 
I will say in the uh, in the um, gosh, what was I going to say? X simply TCG X over on Twitter. Um, someone that you should follow if you want like um, international results. A lot of the um, a lot of like the Asian tournaments and stuff like that. Um, they posted on Twitter the top sixteen of Bangkok, Thailand regionals, which it, I don't think it has rotation necessarily because I'm pretty oh, sure I saw. No, maybe it has said okay. rotation. I'm not 100% sure. Don't quote me on it. But it's got like triple beat stuff in there from Japan. So it's got um, other cards and like there's Nest Ball in here and mm-hmm. stuff like that. So could give you a good starting point on what it is. And they posted the top four decks that um, were in that regional tournament. First place, what won the regional championships was Lost Box. Lost Box toolbox in there second place the runner-up very cool in my opinion garatina v-star arceus v-star and biberal interesting very very cool in my yeah. opinion i love that i love that combo of uh cards third place and fourth place were also lost box toolbox okay. so, so get your like we've been saying for the last like i don't know six months get your comfies and colorists now folks yeah, get your get get those things <laughs> um also just before we end the podcast in terms of what we're talking about remember on the pokemon trading card game online the old client it mm-hmm. will not update with scarlet and violet cards i actually checked the world championship deck codes the other day. Cause I, I told you, Sean, the world championship decks, yep. um, I bought them all. It actually won't let me input those codes on PTCGO. Mm-hmm. It said it's exclusive online. And I think it's going to do the same with Scarlet and Violet because Scarlet and Violet is not going to be supported by PTCGO. You're, if you're going to want to play the standard format starting on Friday, um, or whenever the cards release on the online clients, if you want to play the actual standard format, you will have to migrate over to PTCGL or Pokemon Trading Card Game Live. That is going to be the client that updates. You're still going to be able to play on PTCGO if you want to live in that world. And it may take a while to queue games and and stuff. I've noticed that it's a lot longer because I played a couple games last week. It's a lot longer than before to queue up in games. I mean, yeah, like, look, the client is still alive. It's still working. But without the new set, even expanded is not. Yeah. It does not like reflect what actually is playable. So the only thing that's reflected is like theme decks. And if you sure. want to play retro decks, but yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, it's it, that's just where we're at. You both know, you both know Sean and I stance on the uh, on <laughs> PTCGL. Um, Taking the PTCGL. Maybe, maybe next week's podcast episode, I tell you a little bit about my experience on Pokemon Trading Card Game Alive because I have downloaded it. And I will be migrating um, this week. So we'll tell you how it is. Uh, Sean, what do you got? Oh, I just got one thing. If you have any questions about Japan, the Japanese mm-hmm. Pokemon card game scene, whatever. Oh, yeah. Send us a tweet and I will hit Jake up for what those <laughs> things yeah, are. Sean, Sean will send me stuff. You know, Sean can yeah. send me pictures, videos, things like that. I will be things. in Japan for three weeks. That's basically what I'm saying. Yeah, so I we'll, we have some stuff planned. You know, we're just not going to go dark for three no. weeks. I'll be doing some podcast stuff. Sean will be doing an exclusive interview. Maybe, um, maybe. I don't want to promise, but hopefully. What? 
I, I hopefully, hopefully. I, I can't promise hopefully. anything. Things happen. Things happen, yeah. We've got some stuff lined up, but anyway, yeah. some exciting stuff. As always in the Metapod TCG Pokemon Card Podcast that revolves around the evolving meta. This is Jake, that's Sean. Have a great rest of the week. Enjoy Scarlet Violet. <laughs>